This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Feeling great, Josh. Speed is of the essence, though, here. Usually, always cheating, we're setting the table for the week of FPL conversation with the mind that the next week's going to kick off Friday or Saturday, but Tuesday is when game week 13 is kicking off. Time is of the essence. Yeah, Tuesday, and it's, you know, uh, it's Tuesday at 1 p.m., Eastern time. Uh, so I guess that's like, what is that? 6 p.m. UK time. I can never keep that. Listen, wherever, wherever the president <laughs> of the United States is, that's what time we're thinking about. <laughs> right. That's early? the only time that matters. Yeah, I guess I guess you don't have as many commuters in, in this moment. But 6, 6 p.m. on a Monday. That does seem early to me. Uh, here's here's yeah. the deal. I don't know if everyone else can relate. I mean, you know, there there is like the the holiday calendar that we're on. Uh, Western world speaking, mm-hmm. I'm going to be sort of sloughing off a lot of work in the coming week. So in the States, I'm inviting a lot of midday Premier League action into yeah. my workday calendar. Uh, yeah, that's that's a given. I I if I say any more, I may be like 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 like, <laughs> like that Jose Mourinho code. If I say any more, I might be in trouble. So yeah, let's just let's just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. One p.m. on a Monday. Are you kidding me? Like that is just like pop up the iPad and and like try to do some kind of Excel work or something. You know, where you can switch your brain off. Um, so yeah. So the the deadline is on Tuesday, and uh, you know, as a reminder, because I think this this caught people up a little bit this week. Uh, you know, it is it's ninety minutes before the match, the deadline. I think so many of us are ingrained in that. In that um, that one hour before the deadline, the traditional um, style that they did for the game, mm. which leads me, Brandon, to my opening question, mm. because we did two pods together, okay, last week, uh, both very much focused on the the Sala question, which premium drop to bring in Sala. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you going to do? What's your plan? You and I kicked around a bunch of ideas. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. did you, Brandon Kelly, forget about the deadline on Friday? Or did you make a conscious choice? I, and I, as honest as you will be with me here, did yeah. you make a conscious choice not to bring in Salah or did you forget about the deadline? 
Okay, to ever to you, Josh specifically, and to everyone out there listening, everyone who's a Patreon supporter, go to the Slack, go uh-huh. to the notes there. Okay, there was a record of me there stating I am consciously making a decision to not make a transfer. Okay, so I chose to swerve on Sala, and mm-hmm. in part, I know I know myself. Mm-hmm. I I I, uh, I have a certain degree of cowardice. So I accept that I just didn't go for Sala because I was too craven to get rid of any other premium premium on my team. On the other hand, when I thought about it, I just thought how ridiculous it sounded to get rid of the two top point getting players in FPL in Kane and Son. De Bruyne, for our minds, I think collectively is undroppable. Yeah. Even you know, we do need to yeah. talk about City changing my in this tune podcast. a little after the City we, after the City United match. But yes, yeah, certainly going into game week twelve, not so. I really didn't have any other options apart mm-hmm. from really just uh, cutting some sort of tendon in my team. Right. Ultimately, I thought I was going to take the high road, and I will say this: I. Uh, so on the one hand, Sala, Sala transfers, Sala captainers got away with murder because prior to that Fulham pen being called, Sala was going to get subbed off. He was, yeah, it was a 12 point pen. Yeah. No doubt about it. I am, I, I, as a Fulham supporter, I say to you, fine, that penalty call, I cannot argue with it, whatever. That's tiring, but. But yeah, don't th- keep your arms by your side, right? Sure. And Ariola had an opportunity to save that pen. It wasn't a great pen, but listen, pens are hard to take and they're hard to save. More often than not, they're going in. What happened was what we talk about a lot on always cheating is the pure watch. The mm-hmm. ultimate as an as a fantasy manager is wouldn't it be great if you could just watch a match as a non-fantasy manager and feel the emotions that actual football fans had right. and yeah. in it's ghostbusters so yeah what are they what do they say in ghostbusters going into the final scene what are you not supposed to do <laughs> i don't know what be afraid of ghosts <laughs> no don't you're, you're not supposed to cross the streams don't oh, cross right, the streams right, right. so what i did what i did in that liverpool full of match was i was crossing the streams i was crossing the stream of fpl and pure watch okay and the first half was just pure juice right yeah I was just like, I saw. I, I saw don't have Salah. You know? Yeah, you were excited. <laughs> I was so excited. Fulham looks so good, yeah. and Salah wasn't getting anything, and I was, I was kind of getting away with it. And so, but if you were to say at the end of the day, to me as a person who said I'm not bringing in Salah, okay, worst case scenario is Salah's going to score a goal and not get any bonus points. Fine. At the same time, in real life, if you were to say to me as a Fulham fan. Fulham are going to get a point. They're going to get a, get a draw against Liverpool. I'd say great. So coming out of that match, I am just exhausted because I feel like I got everything that I wanted and nothing that I wanted at the mm-hmm. same time. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I tweeted as much and you gave me the thumbs down because uh, I thought a point for Fulham was it was a pretty good result in the match. But yeah, I mean, I, I can understand. I mean, this is how I felt a little bit when because um, I almost went Kane Devardi like two weeks ago and I was. You know, after the and I and I'm sort of like I had that lingering thought in my head the last couple of weeks and um watching the Leicester Sheffield United match last weekend, um, there was that, you know, it was like the 91st minute or something. You're like, okay, like 
I got away with it, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, no, mm-hmm. no Vardy points here. Like it was, it was right to hold Kane. Um, and, uh, and then Vardy scores in the 92nd minute and you're like, ah, like, just like, I almost got away with it. I you know, and of course, you know, Kane ultimately did uh, score Vardy that week, but that's beside the point, right? Cause that match hadn't taken place yet. So <laughs> you're thinking like, I almost got away with it. And, yeah. um, and that was, I think I'm sure how people who didn't have solid and Captain Sala felt, which is they like literally seconds away, right? The next stoppage of play, yeah. I think like they were talking, I, th- I think they, I think it, the, 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 the um, substitution got a little delayed because of the, the penalty. Yeah. Um, right. I, I think it was imminent. <laughs> you know, so it's, 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 it's the soldier who gets killed on the front line after the peace accord is signed is mm-hmm. basically what happened. So let me flip the question on you. Yeah. So I, I consciously knew what the, the FPL deadline was, and I didn't right. bring in Salah. I yeah. spent no transfer. You burned four to bring in Salah. How are <laughs> yeah. you feeling? Do you well, feel I mean, like that on. was the you right the, move for you? No, you know the answer. I mean, of course I don't feel good about it. I mean, yeah. I you know I would have Captain Kane. I would have had more points. I wouldn't have burned four. I wouldn't have brought in Callum Wilson. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, my... Uh, I'm, I mean, the, thankfully he got the goal and, and nicked a bonus point extremely late. Um, it looked like he was not going to get one. And then he just got like a gift bonus point right at the end there. Um, mm-hmm. so, and, you know, yeah, he, he almost even Kane's points, you know, one fewer and, um, and I'm glad to have solid long-term, I suppose, but, um, yeah, I don't feel good about it. And, uh, you know, it's sort of, um, I, I, you know, I think it was really, um, this is fantasy, um, I got fantasy Twitter brain a little bit, you know, um, it's like when everyone's making a move, sometimes it is very hard not to get that fantasy Twitter brain. And, you know, I was, um, I did this little fantasy football hub, like sort of quiz thing a couple of days ago. Um, like a, a little holiday get together, Brandon. I'm sorry. 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 You weren't invited. I could, it's hard to I tell make you about it. this now. Wow. I couldn't make it. <laughs> and I was talking to, uh, um, FPL coach on there. And he was saying that, um, he was like, yeah, he's like, I've just, it's been hard, you know, harder for me to really focus on the season. And so I've just been sort of rolling with Kane and son the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, like, right. Like how, why, how have I, like, it's like, I, I'm looking at my team and I'm like, yeah, I've gone from, you know, 80 K to around 500 K six red arrows in the last seven. And it's like, somehow I burned points twice to drop Kane and son, you know, mm-hmm. like, what am I doing? You know? And it's like, it's just, and to me, and that's, I mean, I'm not going to blame Twitter or our Slack or whatever. Sounds it's like, just you, like should, you should blame fantasy football hub, honestly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That should give me better advice. No, um, no, it was just, I just felt like I, uh, I just got sucked into the thinking that I had to have solid this week. And that is, I feel like if I were not part of that culture so much, I would have been a little more, um, inclined to maybe think rationally about it and think I can go another week without Salah, you know? Um, and, and, you know, especially with the Spurs match incoming, I mean, I I don't know what he's going to do in that match, but I, I I don't see it as a, as a great, great fixture for him, certainly. And so, you know, it was just kind of, um, yeah. And now I have the Spurs problem too, where I feel like I really do need Spurs coverage and I don't have an easy way to do it without burning four again, which I really don't want to do. Um, and so it's so, it's so interesting to me, Josh, because you exploded my world, my FPL world when you wildcarded in game week, whatever, and you brought in Kane and son and you just skyrocketed up the ranks. And now suddenly the the well, the path that you blazed you've totally yeah. abandoned 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, every, every decision is defensible until, you know, and then in hindsight, they all like, they all look bad, you know, and sort of, you know, it's not like I, like anything I've done is crazy. I mean, I brought in, I brought in Jota last week, right? I mean, that, you know, it was a disaster. I brought in Ziyech two weeks before that. That was a disaster. I brought in Foden, you know, for, it's like sort of every, you know, brought in Callum Wilson this week. Um, You know, it's like every single transfer has, you know, I brought it, I did bring in Bruno at one point. I think, you know, Sun turned into Bruno. So that one is like almost like a neutral, right? But yeah. like, you know, there are, um, you know, and so I don't want to be like totally um, just shade, shade my decisions completely in the negative here. But like, I, I do think in general, I've, I'm just over tinkering right now. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before on, on the podcast, I'm sure. But, you know, sometimes you'll talk to somebody and they're like, I just don't understand what's going wrong. You know, I'm every week I'm burning, point. you know, I'm burning four or eight. I'm transferring my team. And it's like, yeah, but like you're just like you are every week you're you are you're putting yourself behind the eight ball, right? Like you're just yeah. cost yourself four points. And you know, and so it's like I, I'm sort of my feeling on hits, I'm I'm all over the place because um, you know, I, I guess I'm just feeling very in, you know, maybe I just don't have a um traditionally I have been of the worldview that the worldview, the fantasy point of view that um that hits are to be avoided that often mm. you should be more patient uh that often you don't need to burn for that week you can wait an extra week um and and save yourself the, the points right because mm-hmm. you're often dropping players who are good to bring in those players um you know and so i i think that um but then recently i feel like i have seen aggression pan out really well i mean the person who who won the the game last year um the one before he was like disgraced and you know like removed from it but sure. the, you know the one who was like he was like burning for constantly and he was like making his transfers on like the saturday while those matches were being played it was like everything was like out the window in terms of like you know conventional strategy uh, he was doing the gagan press fpl style <laughs> yeah and like you know last year like upside chasing was a big was it was a big idea and that's like really blown up this this season and has not really worked out very well and so it's like the narrative of this season might just be, um, and this actually comes out of something that you and I were talking about with our friend Dave Wagner-Lodal, the narrative might be that you should basically gut your team of everything but the most expensive players. And you should try to get mm-hmm. like five heavy hitters in your team and just fill the rest with like 4.5 million players and scrubs and just assume that like, you're going to get as much from the scrubs, which is not very much as you're going to get from the fives. I mean, I have 7 million Andy Robertson, you know, just not clearly not worth it. Right. I think yeah. Liverpool have kept three clean sheets on the season, you know, and it's like, I know he offers well, some Robert, Robertson threat. is up there with Wilfred Zaha, right? Like Zaha, you, you feel on top of the world when you, you own Andy Robertson or Zaha any particular yeah, week good. in which yeah. in yeah. which they decide to do it, in which they decide right. to get the double digit return. Right. But the problem is, is there is that pivot point where they're just not worth it, you know, throughout the course of the season. Exactly. And that's I'm just feeling right now like I need to um, I, I guess I just feel like I need to have everybody. Brandon and uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to solve. I think we're going to yeah. solve that problem yeah. on today's yeah. spot. So just yeah. to just to round out the game week 12 chat, I think for the sake of people listening, let's just clarify sure. where we landed on the week. Okay. You ended up on 54 points. Yeah. Le- less uh, your transfer hit. So 50 sure. points. Yeah. And I had 62 points on a cane captaincy. Mm hmm. 
And by God, Josh, four green arrows in a in a row. Yeah, I'm finally up amidst the one millions, one point yeah. eight million. So nice. I, yeah, I, I'm feeling good about the trajectory that I'm on. I'm yeah. not happy with where I am, but the trajectory feels solid. That and the, uh, yeah, we're having very much the, the Seinfeld episode where George is up and and is it? A, <laughs> I don't think Jerry's down. It's Elaine that's down. Jerry's right? even Steven. Yeah, he's even Steven. Right? Exactly. Yeah. He throws a dollar at the window. The dollar <laughs> comes, comes back, back from to the him. delivery yeah, guy. Exactly. So I am. Yeah. Now I'm. I've decided that I'm going to. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to bring in uh, Charlie Taylor and a bunch of 4.5 million players. And I'm just going to load my team up. It's going to be so top heavy, Brandon. It's going to fall over. Yeah. It's going to be like, uh, yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. I that's I'm interesting. Really I'm bringing in Charlie yeah. Charlie Taylor this week as well. Really, my wow. my my it's beloved Taylor. Hector Bellerin finally. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done so well, so well for me. What a disaster! Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was defending Arteta uh, up until last weekend. I mean, but this weekend, like, it's his Arteta's position is indefensible. Is it not? It doesn't look good. I will say. <laughs> it doesn't look that good. Much. Yeah. So Bellerin, yeah. Bellerin did me a service by getting that fifth yellow card. So yeah, Charlie Taylor's coming in for him, and I think Rashford is going to turn into Bruno because Bruno, such a piece of cake when it comes to FPL. Yeah, yeah. Bruno is um, Bruno. Bruno looks great, and I mean that was a that that I mean that Man- Manchester derby was um, a, a really bad match. It was a strange match. Um, it was strange to see two, two teams that that. That I, you know, like, I mean, I don't know, Man United, okay, they'll put in some stinkers, but uh, Man City, um, just a weird one. And I mean, just not at it. They're not, they, they, this whole season, they just haven't been able to find a rhythm. And I don't know if it's because they're just exhausted of Pep's system or what, but it's just not on. And it's interesting to focus so much fantasy wise on Kevin De Bruyne, because I feel like it's not to diminish the ability of De Bruyne. It's just like, there's no one else around him. That's on the same wavelength at the moment, which is so odd. Yeah. De Bruyne is in a weird spot right now. I mean, it's like, he's suddenly in like Dimitri Pyatt at West Ham territory. Or somewhere. It's like, he just spends the whole match, like yelling at everybody and like, feels like he's, like better than the situation. It's like, it reminds me of like Eden Hazard's last season at Chelsea. That's and terrifying, dude. That is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, he was just so mad. As a De Bruyne owner, I'm saying. I mean, I love De Bruyne, but yeah, I mean, yeah. And people, and I was like, I tweeted earlier, I was like, I don't know if I can keep De Bruyne. And, you know, of, yeah, of course I'm going to keep him for West Brom at home. Like, obviously, but like, you know, but people, people were like, yeah, he was so good at home two weeks ago to Burnley and their backup goalkeeper. And it's like, <laughs> that's not like convincing me exactly. You know, it's like, it's, you it's score just, against Peacock Farrell, Josh, you score against that's everyone, every, everyone he's ever scored against. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. what is that like you sleep with somebody? Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, I, I'm just not sure how to feel about Man City. It's funny because a couple weeks ago I was like, well, maybe I'm just going to double up and get like De Bruyne and Sterling. And now you're like, I don't know if I want any of these players. And, you know, mm-hmm. so obviously you can overreact to any one match. Um, and so let, let's see how they look at home to West Brom. It was not encouraging that things are not clicking. And it is so clear that somebody said this on, on social media, but that, you know, it's basically you need, you need Silva and De Bruyne for this thing to work. And, De Bruyne is not trying to beat both players and there is apparently no yeah. one can do no one in that team can do what he can do. Um, and it's just, you know, they, what they Silva can do. It's yeah. not like Pep is giving anyone the opportunity. I mean, Phil Foden, who was the heir apparent supposedly 
is not getting a minute. And yeah. it's it's strange to me that Mares keeps getting the minutes that he does. He had that hat trick a couple of weeks ago, sure. but a, apart from that, this season he's looked like crap. Yeah, and even get a hat trick at home to West at home to Burnley's backup goalkeeper Brandon. Is that when he got the hat trick? I don't even know when it was. Probably. It all doesn't, comes back to Peacock Farrell, doesn't it? You just follow <laughs> the, the money, end. Josh. In the end. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we should get right into game week 13. It you know, kicks off uh, every hour that you're listening to us. This this match gets closer to kicking off. So um, very quickly, uh, a couple of just quick notes. Super League top 10, Brandon. It's, it's, an, yeah. it's an official updated top 10. You know, with you know, We don't have Monday matches that we're missing this time. So do you want to read off the top 10 real quick? Yeah, I'd love to. And uh, we're reading these off of our new favorite site, fplgameweek.com, which I actually started following religiously during the matches during the weekend. Great way for me to keep up on what's going on on your end of things, Josh, mm-hmm. where I'm ranking in my cash leagues, all that sort of business. Mm-hmm. Big fan, big fan. So as the Super League goes, top 10, starting at the bottom, we have Powerlines FC, and we have a tie for eighth place with uh, Trey Fantasy Club and Johan Cruyff Academy in sixth place. Another tie between Coolant Shower and Lamalana. Lamalana? I think that's how you say it? Okay, very clever, whoever's team that is. Uh, our our uh, Patreon league leader right now, Sanaldo, Craig McDermott in fourth place. God, it's all ties fourth place no one claims one single position in the super league so uh, in fourth place it's sonaldo and also some witty name fc another tie for second place between coolest son and grealish ft and right at the top of the of the uh of the pile is fc tamori underscore football dot this is like a Russian bot that's at the top of our Super League. Josh. How long it taking you like 20 minutes to read these 10 names? <laughs> I find it so fascinating. I find everyone's team names to be wonderful and fascinating. Keep them coming. <laughs> uh, Patreon, uh, reminder, this is Pledge Month for the Always Treaty Podcast. If you've been a long-time listener of the podcast and you want to support the pod, uh, we had a nice note from, from Graham Poole, one of our newest patrons, who said uh, he finished in the top 500 last year and he wanted to uh, say thank you. So uh, thank you to to Graham, Richard Phillips, and Tor uh, Rortbite, our three newest patrons. And um, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. We'll be doing, you know, as we just noted, the game week, uh, game, game week 13 kicks off on Tuesday. And so then Thursday, possibly like right after Thursday's match is complete, uh, yeah. we'll jump on and do a podcast just for our patrons. That is a game week 14 preview. So if you want yeah. that, if you want to chat on the Slack, the Slack is really, um, the, you know, really taking on a uh, life of its own, Brandon. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I like that I'm actively being trolled for not being on there enough, which I think is, uh, <laughs> I think is very reasonable. I, I just yeah. had six red arrows and seven, man. Like it, it takes a little bit out of you, you know, Josh, you have to, we, we gotta, divide and conquer. You're out there on Twitter with the mm-hmm. plebs and mm-hmm. I'm on the slack hanging out with our good friends and pals and, and, probably the smarter and it's ways. a good time. Yeah, I'm having a lot more fun than you. I think you are uh, better for your mental <laughs> health. Uh, so if you want to say thanks, go to patreon.com. So always treating a quick note, the Harvey milk mustache final uh, takes place this, uh, this midweek this midweek game week. And it's Eric Lunt versus Paul Carroll. So we've gotten from 512 down to two managers in the Harvey mm. milk mustache cup. Uh, nice. That was, yeah, that was a long and epic journey. Uh, thank you to uh, FPL plugin, by the way, for being the site that allowed us to, to run that. So uh, pretty good site. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have some design 
changes I might want to bring up with them. We have notes. Yeah, exactly. Whoever you are, uh, it's probably an email address or something. Anyway, all right, let's take a break. We'll get back and talk about Game Week 13. Hey, Brandon. 2020, quite a year. It's reshaped how we work. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be the most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. And this is down at the top of my head, too. I mean, this is how important it is. Straight off the dome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full payment and full control, Brandon, and payment flexibility. You love control. You're a freak, Jeff. Right, that's very true. Uh, over your hiring, you only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post. Try Indeed out at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. And Brandon, as you might expect, terms Mm -hmm. and conditions do apply. Naturally. All right, y'all. NFL, it's back in full swing. That's big here in the States. And I know a lot of people around the world, they love the NFL. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going that extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. And Josh, don't mind if I do. They also have Premier League betting there at BetOnline.ag. So check that out. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Brian, we're back. Five questions for Game Week 13 plus two bonus questions. We're, we're going to skip the lightning round this week uh, because of the quick turnaround. So I, I threw a couple lightning round-ish questions in here so uh kick things off though with mikey you a simple question who scores more points in game week 13 kevin de bruna or bruno de fernandez gosh it's a good question mm-hmm. uh i currently am without bruno but designs will have both kdb and bruno in my squad going into the weekend okay who do i captain though that's really the question that mikey is asking here yeah. And so would you go son to Bruno? Is that how you're going to do that? No, Rashford to Bruno. So Bellerin to Charlie Taylor, Rashford to Bruno. And I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, it's it's very sideways to go from one Manchester United attacker to another. But I think I think it's very simple science when you're talking about FPL, where taken taken in a vacuum if you were to give be given the choice of Rashford and Bruno you have to take Bruno and I do feel like I where Rashford could be considered upside could be differential I don't think he is Bruno is just uh um mandatory for this season I mean just ever since he's joined the league he's so good how can you say this though how can you say this after we just did the mandatory conversation about Mo Salah and Bruno Blank this weekend right I mean so like you know I mean I think like if there's any theme that I want to push if if there's any uh, agenda a dirty agenda that I want to push on this week's podcast Brandon it's that no one is essential and that the idea that somebody is essential 
is what is driving a lot of us to make bad decisions. And I think that uh, with that said on a free, you know, that's a little different, I think. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, and I guess the alternative would be to bring in Sala, but um, I mean, the the issue there, I suppose, is that if you don't bring in Sala this week, um, you are going to, and then you make that Bruno move, you probably aren't going to be able to bring in Sala for a while, I would think, which that's. Well, the only way I bring in Sala at that point is to get rid of De Bruyne and that's the commitment that I make. And actually, I think that that's a pretty good wager for some FPL managers because, okay, so I hear what you're saying about uh, you have to have certain players and that's a fiction. I totally subscribe to that because I didn't bring in Sala this week, the most widely captained player. But if you compare Bruno to Sala, Sala is he's an FPL legend, but he is prone to blanks. And Sala is he sort of he produces FPL points at the whim of the performance of the team. And Bruno Mm -hmm. is that type of FPL asset. And I think more along the lines of Luis Suarez, where if Bruno wants to score, Bruno will score. Yeah, he's less dependent on the team. Bruno is the team. So where Liverpool seem to they their performance is different week to week and Salah's FPL returns reflect that Bruno, while Manchester United's performances will differ week to week, Bruno's don't. And he's shown this ever since last January when he came to the league. So I think that Bruno is just a different level of FPL asset or just, just a different quadrant. Yeah. Um, So that's why I would, that's why I would say bring him in. And then, so when, when KDB comes into it, it, it's, it's interesting that City and Kevin De Bruyne are still a question mark. There is so much opportunity there. But Kevin De Bruyne is an easy asset to flip to Salah, I think, because if it all if it all works works out for Man City and you have De Bruyne, then you're happy, you're smiling, and it's all good. Yeah. But if it's not working out, then I switch to not. I don't want to be that pundit who is like, well, I can have whoever I want. It's not like that. Uh, but I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I do. I, I just I don't know. I mean, I, I've just been thinking about. I don't know. I, I guess you got to be thinking about De Bruyne a little bit more too, and how um, it's just kind of wild when you look at his returns uh, over the course of the season. Like it's uh, so they didn't play in game week one, right? So he has a good match against Wolves, and then it's four consecutive blanks, followed by one assist, followed by two more blanks, followed by good returns at home to Burnley's backup goalkeeper in Fulham, <laughs> followed by another blank. I mean, like. Outside of that Wolves match, the only time he's returned is when they're playing a home match to a terrible team. Now this augurs well for captain him yeah. at home to at home to West Brom, but <laughs> pretty it, well, yeah. But you know, and and I suppose they play Newcastle um, on Boxing Day, which God, I can't believe how close that is. Like I was just thinking, <laughs> no. that, three, I'm like three pictures away is Boxing yeah. Day. Yeah, Jeez. it's wild. Yeah, uh, so so that one's coming up. So, so maybe he stays for three more weeks. But after that, it's Everton away, Chelsea away. God, that's bright in Crystal Palace at home. Jeez. Okay. Sheffield United at home. Uh, all right. Fine. Maybe. Maybe you have to keep. Bruno. Okay. Here's. Here's what I'll tell you though, Brandon. Okay. Yeah. February sixth, game week twenty three. 
not essential any longer. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did you say the year two, 2023? <laughs> yeah, 2023. Yeah. So um, right, let's let's answer this really question. Good, good let's let's go on record, though. Yeah. I want to go on record. I really want to predict the future. Mikey wants to know who scores more points, KDB or Bruno in game week 13. Who are you going to captain? Oh, I'm going to captain KDB 100%. They're playing West Brom at home. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Why? Yeah. First of all, he can't. He can't be rested because uh, they. I'm not sure they can actually score a goal with without him on the pitch. I know they're like, to- it's Ferran Torres' yeah. team now, yeah. Josh. They've done a couple. They've they've you know eked their way through a couple of one nils in the Champions League because uh, of Phil Foden, who I think is contractually not allowed to play uh, these these. His Premier agent matches. forbids it. Yeah, yeah. He has like maybe he's on loan from every other team in the Premier League right now, <laughs> and that's why he can't play these matches. I don't really understand it, but it, it's a why you don't bring him in in the, that toothless Man United game. Like, what is going on? Like, why won't he play? Like all he does is play awesome every time he's on the pitch and he, they won't play him. It is like, I I, I could spend the whole pod talking about this. It is the craziest thing to me. You have a toothless man, man city team, like a team that is really not enjoyable to watch this year. I don't know. You know, unless you're Riyad Mahrez has gone so far down the left foot alleyway. He like, he's in some sort of Faustian bargain where it's like, you can score as many goals as you want, but you can never touch the ball with your right foot. It's, it's bizarre. And it's, he's the easiest player in the league to defend at this yeah. point, unless like you're Burnley, obviously. Arjen Robin level. Yeah. It, it's just, it's just weird. You know, I, and so I, I don't mean to be like super down on man city, but it's, it's hard not to feel that way a little bit. And, 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 and I'm partially I'm, I'm like this because we're not talking about Sheffield United here. We're talking about a team that, has traditionally been one of the most fun, love him or hate him. Like Man City have like brought the, you know, brought the thunder or whatever. You know, it's like you watch a Man City match. I, I'm shooting a expe- t-shirt yeah. cannon as you're saying this, Josh. <laughs> you watch no a worries. Man City match, you're expecting three, four, five goals basically in all the matches, right? And instead yeah. it's it's not happening. And apparently it was it was really, it was Silva, I, I suppose, and, and Aguero too. I mean, Gabriel Jesus just disappears in these games, doesn't he? I mean, it's kind of, uh, you, can go, you can go 35 minutes watching a Man City match and forget that he's on the pitch at all. Just completely it's not great. anonymous. What yeah, you, and that that, that that to me I think is emblematic of the entire problem. It's less Mahrez and, and, and his two-footed problem. It's a player like Jesus who just doesn't show up. And yeah. I, I don't know if that's it's is it like a well, whatever we could we could talk about city all day. I, yeah. I don't think it's that interesting for FPL managers. I think the main point would be Kevin De Bruyne, I would argue, is still a very relevant asset, at least for the next couple of weeks. I wouldn't be looking to ship him yeah. right away if you have those concerns. That said, also, I think Brun- so it's it's sort of like the moral what's the moral from the Manchester Derby? It's it was an it was an unenticing nil-nil draw, but yeah. still Bruno and KDB come out of it unscathed FPL wise as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I thought Bruno came out of it well. I, you know, a VAR decision away from from scoring a pen probably ended up on eleven points, right? And uh you, you know, getting max bonus. Um so yeah, uh, definitely. Um, you know, one of those, um, and that's that's why having you know, that's why him being on pens. I mean, why Salah, Salah did not have a great match. Who was marking him in that match? Like he was, he he could not get the ball in the box at all. Oh, it, it was, was Anthony Robert and 
Anthony Robinson was marking him. Uh, American team cat, okay. like that's amazing. That's what yeah, I thought. Amazing it was. performance. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I th- yeah. So he's an American. I actually I should have known that, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm so I've been I've been a little out on American. Um, <laughs> just like I'm so I'm, I he's American I, yeah. by way of Wigan. So don't beat yourself right. up. I know. I'm, st- I'm just getting, I'm still getting over the Bruce Arena thing. You know, that's going to take me. Move on. Yeah. All right. So. Um, all right, let's refocus here. So, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, Bruno is uh, incredible consistency when it comes to uh, uh, away match results. And, um, you know, in some ways that makes sense, given the counterattacking style that men you know, prefer to play in. I would almost argue that playing Sheffield United is going to be like a home match for them. Um, mm-hmm. They're not really, I mean, Sheffield United, like, like it's they're terrible it's like how were they so good last year it's like it's crazy like i don't know now i'm like i'm, I'm like philosophical mode with all these teams like you go i can go through all 20 and like i just rip <laughs> rip them like uh but <laughs> um but it's so i don't know that he's going to i don't see that match as a match that is i think it, it's good for him but it doesn't play to his strengths the way a uh, like a team against like like a West Ham, like a West Ham is a team that really suits him because West Ham have players who can, who are going to attack and try to score. And that will free things up a little bit for him to do the same thing in the opposite. It's funny, like West Ham suits every team, right? They, because West Ham <laughs> yeah. is, they're that perfect FPL team where they're just good enough to be expansive, but yep. they're not good enough to prevent you from yeah. scoring. So it yeah. does flatter a lot of uh, totally. FPL captains. Everton, Aston Villa, Le- yeah. Leicester, it's, you know, yeah. So I, I, I don't, I think it's a, it's a good match for Bruno. He'll certainly be my, be my vice captain this week, but most of them are bad. I mean, you know, like, Brighton or you know, the Newcastle match, you know, the Callum Wilson thing was like, whatever, like, what are you going to do? Right. I mean, it was annoying in, in, in real time as it happened. Um, the Callum Wilson thing being you brought him in on a minus four and he got one point. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just, I brought him in at all. Right. I mean, you know, I guess I should have brought in Shay. I mean, you know, you can't play the hindsight game too much. It's stupid. Right. Like, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, they're, they're playing West Brom and Fulham and, and two of the next three matches at home and they're playing leads away, which I don't see as a bad match for him either. Um, you know, and so I was like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I think this is like a reasonable punt, you know, and, uh, they, Newcastle looked like they were going to steamroll yeah, West Brom in the they, first 10 minutes. You know, there. they scored too early as, as, you know, it was, <laughs> yeah. they sort of, they, they just, it, they took the, the, you know, the foot off the pedal. I think once they, once they scored too early and they were basically, um, just looking to spring a counterattack for like the first, like the next, like 50 minutes really like basically until West Brom equalized it looked like they were happy just to just to get out of there with a one nil and mm-hmm. um and so it just didn't open up a lot of opportunities for Wilson I mean, the the better you know it, it, West Brom scoring in the first minute would have actually been better for me I think as a, as a Wilson owner um so and then Joe Linton gets the assist and then proceeds to play like complete garbage than the next like 85 minutes like that guy is terrible I'm sorry I know he's had some good returns this season he's bad okay He's bad. Yeah. He he is the sort of character though that you want to. He, Joel Linton, Joe Linton, however you pronounce it, he is Mister Underdog. Like there's part of you that wants to root for him, sure. but when you're when you're deep in the business of fantasy football, like you and I, Josh, we don't he's have got, time. Yeah, we don't have time for Joe Linton. He's got kind eyes. I will give you that. But it's it's just <laughs> it's just not working. So is there any? Do you see? Um, I mean, are you thinking about Bruno? I don't mean to like just steamroll you here on this on this one. No, it's. I guess I'm just kind of like looking at getting Bruno into my team to the point where I hadn't even considered the option of of captaining him. 
uh, uh, KDB is my bus team captain right now. And it, it was like going for me going into game week 12, going without Salah, it was just all important to me. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the undercurrent of the season is just focus on the pen takers. And it's fun how all these premier assets that we're talking about from Bruno to KDB to Kane, they are the pen takers. Right. I, I do believe I will land on KDB for the captaincy, but I don't think there's a whole lot in it between him and Bruno strictly for that reason. So I'm not going to argue one over the other, but I am kind of with you. My gut is telling me Kevin DeBruyne. Yeah. um, It just, it feels like it's it's one of those like don't overthink it situations. I it just like you will do it and it should work out. It was like it was like Captain at home to Fulham, honestly. It was like, yeah, like maybe I don't need to do this, but they're home to Fulham. He's definitely gonna start. He was rested at midweek. Why would I not do this? Like why like I would be really I'd be trying too hard. You know, it's like a there was like I, I took my time on last week's podcast about how I had a moment where I was like tucking myself into like, you know, burning eight or something and bringing in um mm-hmm. Bringing in Gabriel Jesus and Captain Hit. Oh yeah, I forgot about losing my three Aston Villa players because of COVID too. I have I have had some bad luck the last few weeks. Okay, <laughs> okay. all right. Anyway, I, all okay. Right. The last thing I'll say about uh, De Bruyne captaincy for game week thirteen is commentators curse. We are we are reaching fever pitch for De Bruyne hasn't scored from open play this season yet. Yeah, so. It's going to happen. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen at the Etihad against yeah. the most trash team yeah. this side of Sheffield United. West I know. Brown. He's trying too hard. He's skying everything over the bar. He's he's going for that, like, you know, he, I feel like he loves that crossbar goal, you know, the oh, one where he, he, just, he just loves to yeah. leather the ball. He, yeah. because he, he, he hits, he hits it like a nut, my friend. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if you, if you hit it that, so, uh, that sweet, you try it every time. Yeah. All right. So naturally, as is always the case with these five questions, we spent 27 minutes in the first one. So um, the Cal says, I think we addressed this earlier, actually, but Cal says, if you've held the Spurs duo this far, do we just keep now no matter what? I have Son and Kane in my team right now, and I'm fully committed to it. I mean, certainly I had lots of question marks over the last couple of weeks, given the trajectory to Liverpool Fulham, Mm -hmm. but I am more sure... (laughs) I'm more sure now than ever. Yeah. Totally. It's working. It's working. Yeah. And I think the the larger question is, is Kane Vardy, which maybe we have a question about that coming up, but Spurs are just Spurs are doing it. And Mourinho is when, when Mourinho is not a joke manager, he is a manager that you want to bank on as a fantasy manager because yeah. he doesn't rotate and he plays the same way virtually every time. So yeah. I, 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 I'm into it. I'm it, really it, into it. Totally. I mean, I'm sure Spurs fans were thinking, okay, maybe you could have pressed a little harder for a second goal, um, you know, in today's match before they equalized in the whatever minute that was. Yeah. Yeah. But, they let, they let Palace came on, come on to them a bit much. I agree. Yeah. yeah that's that maybe two points thrown away just because of a little bit of, a little bit of excess caution, which is sort of the story of modern Mourinho, you know, when you don't have a, mm-hmm. didn't a drug, but a, value out so mm-hmm. um all right so yeah i i think that one this one's easy because i i think so i mean i i still think that there's an argument for having one instead of both um i you know because again we are talking about kdb fernandez sala like it is hard to have a conversation about kevin de bruyne <laughs> bruno fernandez mo sala and harry kane and hungman son 
and Jack Grealish, right? You know, it's like you start like you, you start adding all of these players in, and like somebody's got to go. And yeah, right. It may be that I mean, because you know, Son, Son, and Kane honestly have both had a you know a fair share of blanks on the season. Um, you know, Kane isn't necessarily blank blanked, but he's had a lot of, um, he's had some, like some, <laughs> you know, like games we picked up just an assist or, yeah. you know, one goal and no bonus points and things like that. So, well, this tie, yeah. this ties in perfectly to the next question in this section from Eric with a K Kane versus Vardy tale of the tape. Right. So if you currently have Kane and son and you say one is expendable, looking at the form that, Lester had today yeah. um, and Vardy scoring his points and what have you, does that say you should definitely get Var- uh, the combo of Vardy plus son is better than Kane plus whomever. I will, I'll give you my answer and then you can, then I'll take your, your answer off the air, Josh. Sure. Be great. Yep. Um, I just think Kane is far more versatile than Vardy. And this has been my impression of Vardy all season. And Vardy is kind of like the lesser version of Sala to me in that Vardy and Sala both really rely on one moment in one match. And the thing that makes them so devastating as FPL assets, Sala and Vardy, is that they will capitalize on those moments. That's right. what makes them so great. The thing with Kane is that he is able to create those moments on his own. He is. And now in this, this new role that he has, he's able to actually create all these assists that we've seen. So Kane just feels like I have so many more routes to points throughout the course of the season. And it's harder for me to let go of him for a player like Vardy, who has virtually one route to points. So that leaves me with, I want to hold Kane and I would be more willing to get rid of son. I mean, to be fair, he had two assists today, Brandon. So he, you know, very dynamic today. You know, <laughs> look, 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 look like Harry Kane out there. Uh, no, I, I, I'm with you. I, uh, I mean, obviously Kane is like what he's got nine goals and ten assists now in the season. It's, uh, it's you know, in just in the Premier League. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like it's the only situation where I would consider it would be on a wild card where that like 0.5 difference was enough for me to like get some other player I really wanted, you know, like to, like I couldn't afford Bruno unless I went, unless I went Vardy over Kane, you know, like mm-hmm. a, like a very like tight situation like that. Um, but I think otherwise, yeah, it's like, it feel it feels like a downgrade. And uh, I'm just looking at what it costs to upgrade Joe Ellington to Danny Welbeck. Is that <laughs> enough cash? I don't know. <laughs> No, Joe Ellington. He does. He does seem like a nice, like a nice, nice guy, nice young man. <laughs> um, too bad he's not better. All right. So yeah, I think I think it's I think it's I think it's Kane. Uh, I also think that Kane is fixture proof. Uh, Vardy arguably is. The weird thing about Vardy is he's like, well, it's funny because it, today's match actually kind of goes against the narrative a little bit. I, I think of Vardy as somebody who's actually who actually struggles sometimes when they're playing bad teams at home. You know, he's one of like, he's sort of, um, he's, he's almost better, you know, give him a Man City away or, you know, a Spurs away. Well, well, isn't, Bre- doesn't Brighton fit that West Ham mold that we were talking about a team that is not quite good enough to be as expansive yeah. and West Ham is the better version of Brighton and, and Graham Potter's Achilles heel is that 
yeah he's too good a manager at too bad of a team in a way where <laughs> he's trying to get brighton yeah. to do this and they're just going to get cut cut to shreds right by a right. team like lester and lester right. i don't think have been yeah. in tremendous form this season i yeah. think this lester is like, this is like like it's like cliff kingsbury going from texas tech to arizona you you need to you need to move graham potter to a bigger club right to, to make him work that's an interesting idea like like graham potter it's a ted, it's a ted lasso situation <laughs> graham potter needs to come coach like uh, the uh some oklahoma college yeah. football Wouldn't that be team amazing here in the though, states if like like only only get a social get sacked and they just hire graham potter and they're just like listen <laughs> like, we, yeah. we've seen it we know it's gonna happen everyone wow. would lose it oh, wow he would be yeah. would be the less soul Sullen, um, the less sullen, uh, suddenly I can't remember the name of, uh, the Scottish West Ham manager. What's his name? Oh, David Wise. Yeah. Yeah. Less, he's yeah. the less sullen yeah. David Wise. Less right. saggy eyes. So yeah, I think we're both in Kane, but I mean, they're both great, obviously. Uh, maybe there's a way to get both. You know, it's interesting. I, we had, we didn't have him on in the, the running order today, but just talking about forwards quickly, I was really kind of like, I, I, the dominant, dominant covered Lewin was like almost fell into that. Kane Sun category for me where I was like, you know what? I'm just like, I got my points and now it's like, I'm now I'm, I think I'll move on. And there was something about him picking up what amounted to two penalties over the weekend. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, he's just, I'm going to drop a player who gets attacking returns in every single match. Like why, <laughs> why, yeah. and who doesn't cost that much. Like you can, you can have all the other players you want basically and still have him. Like why? Calvert-Lewin why is on that? another level this season. It's Just crazy. like stop every argument you have out there. He is the real deal. There's, yeah. no, there's, there's nothing else to it. Yeah. 11 goals and two assists. He costs, he's still under 8 million somehow. Yeah. He, you know, he's owned by 60% of the game. So you're really in a position where if he does anything, you are in your massive trouble. Uh, you may not know this, but he's, he's first in threat on the ICT index too, Brandon. Damn dude. Yeah. And in okay. terms of, uh, you know, I know you value influence on that index. Yeah. Where's he ranked? He's third in that. Oh, so he's, my he's doing God. pretty good. Doing pretty good. Yeah, that's a bronze medal. <laughs> so, all right. Next question. Shiv says, best replacement for Jota. Uh, do we just downgrade to Suchek? 100%. Suchek. Yeah. It but, is amazing at how Suchek did what he was doing at West Ham during the restart. Everyone was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? Mm-hmm. Defensive midfielder is suddenly scoring all these goals. Yeah. And then... We talked about Suchek going into this season. Yeah, recognize, game recognize, game, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He's still doing it. He's still doing it. Yeah. Every set piece West Ham gets, Suchek is like 33% likely to score a goal. It's, yeah. it's terrific. Get him. He's so good. Yeah. I mean, there's sort of three different ways to answer this question. There's the... Uh, there's the like for like, in which case Grealish is the perfect like for like for like like for like replacement if you don't have him. And I feel like it was kind of either or for Jota for Jota. Yeah, it's kind of either or for Jota and Grealish. I feel like it'd be hard to have both those players in your team given their price point. They're kind of yeah, you right. know, you would you because if you had more, you would have gotten a a, a real top player, right? Um, like a top top like a, top like top. A top top player. <laughs> um, so if you like for like, I think Grealish is the way to go. If you want to downgrade, I think Suchek is clearly the way to go and and i think many of us are kicking ourselves we're not just sticking with because suchek was the preseason favorite i mean everybody was like oh yeah, yeah. west ham have bad fixtures but just bring in suchek because you can have them all season and um you know i i wish i would have listened 
Um, and I, I think, you know, if you wanted to go the other route, which, which is what I'm considering is, um, to downgrade a defender and, uh, and move Suchek or, or move Jota to uh, a premium. So in my case, I don't know if son, uh, my hope is to not burn a transfer in game week 13 and then, um, and then bring in son in game week 14. Uh, that, yeah. that's, that's the current thinking. My, my contribution here is. I think there's a distinction to be drawn between Suchek and, say, going back to the Fulham-Liverpool fixture. Tons of excitement about Fulham. God bless. And shout out to Michael Byers, who is our Dominic Monaghan, mm-hmm. uh, to the gaffer tapes for the always cheating. Uh, Michael was in the stands at Craven Cottage today. Yeah. Uh, shout out to you. Lookman and Anguisa are great, and they will prove to be terrific fifth midfielders in your fantasy squad. But I think Suchik is a proper fourth midfielder. I, I, you know, if you can if you can work Suchik as a fifth midfielder, fine. But I'm still not quite to the point where I'm willing to accept that Lookman and Anguisa are proper fourth midfielders. So if you're in the market for and, and there's no way Jota is a fifth midfielder for you. The Jota's price point, as you're no. saying, Josh, yeah. it's a like for like for Grealish, and Grealish is a, a set and forget sort of a guy. I don't think you can move Jota to Lookman and expect to start Lookman every week because as exciting as Fulham looked this week, I just don't think they're a team that you want to rely on week to week. Lookman is going to be a fun player to bring in when they have an interesting matchup. So I think that that that's an interest like Suchek is kind of treading that weird line and I don't want it to get confused. Yeah. Yeah. Suchek is like the, um, uh, he's like the Vestergaard of midfield. And I don't know. It's like this guy like just seems to tower over everybody on these, on these, uh, corner kicks. And he also just seems to get forward in general a lot too. So yeah, I think he's, I mean, I don't, you know, you're not getting a lot more from a lot of your fourth midfielders anyway. So agreed. Um, and you know, if you want to go a little higher, that's, you know, there's also there's the, the fun thing about a Jota is he's right in that price point where you're like you can go like ten different ways. You know, maybe yeah. maybe that's the spot where you try to go for a low ownership player. You know, maybe that's you know your 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 low ownership differential type player. All right, a uh, couple more questions. Uh, shit, oh Brandon, I doubled up from with the same person. I try to I try to spread these questions around among patrons and. And sometimes they come with the heat though exactly so um shift says are there any chelsea assets worth having at the beginning of the season we were promised the attacking quartet of zich puli pulisic not captain america never that nickname Havertz and Werner. (laughs) will we ever see them play together and should we not even bother with their attackers until that magical day arrives yeah, it's so sad. We've, we've talked about this, and I think you've underscored it best, Josh, where until you understand how Chelsea are going to score every goal, right. there's no point in investing in Chelsea attack. And yep. still, after 12 game weeks, we have no clue. And Everton didn't help us there. Yeah. However, like, it, like to specifically answer Schiff's question, I think their defense still looks really good i mean everton exposed them as best they could yeah chillwell and reese james still look awesome so i I wouldn't discount them as fpl assets for the attack that is that is still a punted wait and see (laughs) yeah the attack is the attack is a wait and see um yeah chillwell chillwell is is pricey i mean um it's 
Yeah, it's it, it. I don't know. Maybe it's just because he's blanked the last two. Like I was. I was you like can't argue hot. though with yeah, what he's yeah. done prior no, to. Right. No, so right. you do. You don't want to get spooked total, by totally. two two game weeks. Yeah, no, can't. that's completely true. Two goals, two assists, five five clean sheets. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's been great, and yeah. So, I, how is everybody thirty five percent or more owned in this game? It's <laughs> I know. the craziest. Everybody thing. owns everybody. Everybody yeah. owns everybody. I can't explain. Yeah, how am I? How am I getting red arrows when I own everybody and everybody else does too? We should all just be getting like the exact same rank after every week. It sounds like a country music song, right? Like <laughs> everybody owns everybody. How do I get ahead? <laughs> I think it didn't take place in the uh, the uh, uh, I don't know antebellum period or something. It's a uh, yeah, anyway. precisely. <laughs> Precisely. It doesn't. It doesn't look Stephen, good for the Stephen Premier League. Foster song. Uh, all right. Uh, Thomas Jones says, "Is it time to drop Robertson? He's one of my favorite players and a phenomenal player. But Liverpool have only kept three clean sheets this season, and it feels too expensive for the odd wonder haul. Who should we consider now out of all of the defenders? So, if you move Robbo, it does free up a lot of cash. And I think that there's two categories. There's the like for like, the Ben Shilwell we just talked about, um, yeah. the Diaz. Uh, and I'm, I'm a little jealous of your Diaz. He's been he's been great. You know? I mean, yeah, say what you will about City as a whole. And I think particularly with fantasy, when you talk about City, you're always talking about the attack. Yep. It, it's sort of like whatever Arteta thought he was going to do at Arsenal, which was like solidify their defense. And now yeah. he has basically shut the entire program down to a grinding halt. Yeah. Man City are so good defensively right now. They are suffocating every attack. Yeah. So I think an easy move is Robertson to Ruben Diaz. And Diaz has been rotated heavily in European and cup matches. Mm-hmm. He is a lock for that. And I think him and Stones have actually looked really yeah. good together. Let's think about that too. Yeah, and Stones is a left-footed center back, right? And I, I, I know that um, uh, that Ake is as well. Yeah. But is, yeah. is is Laporte a left-footed? I don't think so. He's right. I, I I don't I don't quite recall the yeah. footedness of these center backs. I know that there was some confusion as to why did Pep sign this center back or that center back. I don't know, but what yeah. we can what we can tell from the you know this season is yeah. Diaz is the dude, and yeah. Laporte was named to the bench. He's and not started the last couple of weeks in the league, right. and he's not getting minutes where Stones is or where Diaz is. Diaz is the guy. And DS is currently, I think, priced at 5.6. This is a steal. This is an absolute fantasy steal for managers. And if you downgrade Robertson to him, imagine the magic you'll work in the front of your squad. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's it's really tempting. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be enough for me to go from jo- to upgrade Jota to Son, although maybe it is for, for some people depending on how much money they have in the bank. But yeah, I think that um, I think the DS is great. I, I completely agree with you. He's rock solid. He may end up starting virtually every Premier League match, you know, this season. He's the um, new Laporte. Yeah, he he is. And like, I mean, you know, maybe possibly the new company. I mean, they really, you know, and Laporte, by the way, is left footed. So um, I think that does give you a little bit of pause about whether um, Stones holds on to mm-hmm. that spot uh, because Laporte has um, been quite good when he's when he's healthy. It's constant fitness concerns with Laporte. But True. I mean, yeah. your, your, your comparison of Diaz to company is I think that's the fantasy warning with Diaz is Diaz is yet to register a single bonus point this season hmm. and a single attacking return. 
So, you know, he's got a ways to go before he gets to meet that comparison. Yeah, that's true. And he doesn't look like the thing either. So, you know, (laughs) his his head is too small. Yeah, his head is too small. All right. So final question, Brandon, comes from Andrew asks, this is more of a statement than a question. It says, people in FPL like to talk about points per million. After today's goal, it got me thinking about Aubameyang. Is Aubameyang the worst point per million player in FPL history? <laughs> I don't think the most expensive player in fantasy has ever performed this poorly. Wow. What do you think? The own goal did, did help this argument today. I'm just looking. Everybody <laughs> I mean, made the same is, own goal. Joke. I mean, I think this is such a, a bizarre question. Only because like Pierre Aubame, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, such a bizarre player at Arsenal to go from being like, Golden boot is winner. this the, it, it's like a Kaiser. So say, what does Kaiser? So say, say like, isn't the greatest trick that the devil, that the devil ever yeah. devil ever pulled was convincing you that. Yeah. How does, what does he say? I can't remember. They didn't exist. Yeah. 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 This guy was like the epitome of heart and hustle. You know, yeah. it was like, he won, uh, he won yeah. trophies for Arsenal within the span of a month. Yeah. I mean, it's like, he was always the guy who was like, well, you know, Aubameyang is going to play well, no matter what happens. You know, this is true for two and a half seasons, right? He joined in January, 2018, right? He scored 54 goals in two and a half seasons going into this season, signs a gigantic contract. And he has, he actually has, he has two goals and one assist in the season, but I'm going to mark one of those goals off because he's now scored an own goal, which I think neutralizes the goal that he scored. Fair enough. So he's on one goal and one assist on the season through 12 game weeks. He's played the full 90 minutes in all 12 of those game weeks. It, it's not all Arteta. Like the, something, something's happening here. And I, I, I mean, you hope he, he's not just too old. Like, I mean, this is, you know, the problem is this weird thing with Arsenal, this, this up and coming, a bunch of up and coming players, and, you know, everyone who's playing up front is, is, you know, like a gray beard. And so, you know, with, with Aubameyang and William and even, you know, Lacazette, I think is close to 30. So I think it's less that Aubameyang is, and I, yeah, there are gray beards. There are old people who just can't hack it, but I think Arsenal specialize in getting the person that is just old enough to where they have certain like perspective where Aubameyang <laughs> signed that contract and he was just like, yeah. I don't know. What does it all mean? Like, yeah. why am I here? And, you, you know, you you stand in the center of the Emirates and it's going to cause you to wonder, like, well, yeah. what is this all for? I've got some guy in a flat cap in a luxury box, like, screaming that he wants to, like, rip my balls off or something <laughs> like that. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, just, and then William's 32, he's got two and a half years to go. I don't know. This is, this has nothing to do with fantasy, but I, I did think it was funny that he, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, rarely, I mean, have we ever seen again, injuries are different. A player gets injured. You know what? Actually it is. It's like Alexis Sanchez was like this. Remember when Alexis Sanchez moved to man United and he was like mm-hmm. around 12 million or something like that. Yeah. And it was like just instantly clear that he was done. He was just you know, completely, yeah. the, you, he was never going to score another goal again in the Premier League. And yeah, um, and it's so funny it's though weird. that they, yeah. they were, they were making this point, I think on the second captains about how hilarious it is that Arsenal's Achilles heel seems to be keeping players and signing, giving huge contracts to players like Aubameyang and to Ozil. Yet the greatest thing that they ever did in the last five years was recognize that Sanchez was worth more to them uh, to sell. And yeah. the moment they sold him, he fell off a cliff. 
And it's funny, like the thing that they're known for doing poorly, they did perfectly with Sanchez. Yeah. I, yeah. I, which I, yeah, exactly. So now, now they, I, I don't really know what they could have done with Aubameyang because he wasn't by all. I mean, like you said, he, he was, you know, he was extremely good in an FA cup final just a few months ago. Like, I, I, it's not like I think like he got like fat and happy once he signed the contract, but I don't know if it got in his head a little bit or, you know, he's trying. He has this hard. reputation though. He came he came from Dortmund with this reputation of being a, you know, a flaky player, and that's why Dortmund were so eager to get rid of him. And I, 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 I think know. I think it's I mean, it's it's a journeyman sort of mentality of I will go and yeah. and make my name somewhere else, and as soon as I make my ta- make my name, I'll rest on my laurels until they get sick of me, and then they'll sell me on to the next place for a big. I dollar. guess. See, I, I mean, that sounds more like a mesodosal to me. I mean, like, I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, for two and a half years, that was not a bombing. Like he was. He was not a like you know like I don't know like exactly that's yeah. that's how he perpetuates the cycle, man. <laughs> it's, it's it's the it's the exception that proves the rule, and I don't know like I, I just I just think it's weird. Like it's like, this is not the player I, I, yeah. that I having watched a, a lot of Obama over the last two and a half years. He's just not the same player, and and you know honestly maybe it does maybe you do have to blame. I, mean, I just said you can't blame Arteta, but maybe maybe it, I mean like the one variable has been. Although he won the FA Cup with Arteta. I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, what is it's going like, on there? It's so strange. How do you G up this guy for a cup and then mm. not G him up? Uh, it's it's the G versus the anti-G. And I don't know the answer, man. All right, Brennan. Let's take one final break and we'll come back and we'll have our final thoughts on Game Week 13. All right, fellas, looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers this holiday season? Look no further because our sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. A few other products are prime stocking stuffers this season. You've got the Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, the spray-on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazelnut extracts. Ooh, it smells so nice, Joshua. Crop Cleaner Body Wash, a full body wash that you can also use in your you know, whatever kind of hair you're talking about. Crop Mop, which is their uh, Manscaped's Ball Wipes Foot Duster Foot Deodorant. Talk about the crotch, the groin below the belt. You go all the way down to your feet. This is a huge problem for me, Josh. The Foot Duster Foot Deodorant is designed to keep the stankiest feet smelling fresh. And the Shears 2.0, that's a luxury four-piece nail kit. Don't forget the Weed Whacker, nose hair and ear hair trimmer. And let's also not forget the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body, wow. the Lawnmower 3.0. All these formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. So you know their products are legit. Tis the season to manscape. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the greatest gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. Get 20% off and free shipping with code ALWAYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use that code ALWAYS. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. All right, Ben, we're back. Gaming 13. Um, I like the spread of these matches, by the way. We got um, 
two on two on Tuesday, six on Wednesday and and two on Thursday. And I love that there are some matches on at the same time on Wednesday because I have. Thank God. Yeah, I'm convinced that the part of the reason I am not having I've been struggling to make fantasy fun again this season is because I am. It's like, you know, just too many. I'm just watching too many matches where like the results are hurting me, you know, and <laughs> and if you if there's like three or four games on at the same time, then you can just focus on the one that's going well for you and ignore the other two. Um, I have the ultimate yeah. solution to make fantasy fun again. Yeah. What's that? No, no, de- no defenders in your fantasy squad. Yeah. Clean sheets are totally off the table. Yeah. There was nothing more ass clenching than trying <laughs> to grind out a clean sheet. I want to, I just don't want to do it a anymore. Bonus manscaped uh, read there. Brian, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> your, your balls back and butt <laughs> and clean sheets. <laughs> um, all right, so it's it's a good spread. I I I'm definitely sticking with uh, KDB. I'm planning to not make a transfer. It sounds like you know what your transfers are going to be. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess I guess that's it. Um. Let, let's get out of here. Uh. You know, and let people, um, get back to uh. You know, whoever else are planning to avoid work this week. Um. <laughs> and uh, thank you to everyone for listening. And we'll be back uh midweek later midweek with um uh. uh Give me 14 preview for patrons for this weekend's matches. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then early next week, I think because of, uh, just some personal things, we're going to be a day delayed on next week's pods. I think that'll come out Monday night next week. So just a heads up on that front. So, uh, thank you for listening. And, um, just a quick shout out to all of our producer patrons. Again, this is the always cheating pledge month. So if you are uh, on the fence or thinking about supporting the podcast, uh, this is a great month to do it. Um, and lots of matches, obviously over the festive fixtures too. So lots of time to uh, go on the slack and, and chat with everybody. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll figure out our, our, um, our zoom pa- holiday party. Yeah. The zoom holiday party and the, and the Patreon pod schedule too. I mean, uh, we're, you know, we'll always, I, I recorded one like Christmas day last year. So I, you know, what, like, we'll we'll rip these things out. It'll be, it'll be fine. Um, all right. So thank you. A uh, quick thank you to our producer patrons, uh, Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T. The Big Gaffer, Bob Coon, Jeff Hosby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Jazz Binning, David Lodell, Nick Wright, Jazz, I missed you. I missed the Black Horse. I really oh want to get God, that person. This so vaccine much. cannot get distributed widely soon enough nick wright i'm, I'm nick i miss the uk uh <laughs> jim Payne, uh thank you for making the tilly connection for us brian chin blair jacobson travis west victor farberg uh, skogang paul herzig kaya christine lelang uh, hope everyone's checking out playmaker uh andy portlock toothless gibbon Lindsay rostell anton markoff at fpl merch carrie swanson paul scanlon Kieran Screeden, Carrie Swanson, by the way, I just bought some new Q-Tonic for my gin and tonics. Uh, <laughs> Kieran Screeson. Gin and tonic watch is alive. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Bluno Stu, producer Matt, Michael, Mikey Yuang, uh, Bruce Kerr, Albert Paxoy, Nicholas Vernadakis, Sam Shower, Will Husby, Rich Evans, and Bobby Stiles. Thank you to all of our patrons. All right, gang, don't forget to subscribe to Always Cheating, Never Miss an Episode. And if you'd be so kind, give us a rating, a review, wherever it is that you subscribe. And follow us on all your favorite social media channels. Any emails that you want to send us, we're hellcheaters at gmail.com for all this and more, including the Always Cheating shop for T-shirts and whatnot that you might want to put under the Christmas tree. Go to alwayscheating.com. Josh, I'm wishing that you the worst of luck in the in the midweek fixtures. I'm just two uh, two victories behind you in the fifty buck cup. 
between the two of us now. Clawed it back. I know. It's a, it's a, I mean, good for you, but grim, grim for me, uh, Brandon. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, it's actually, it somehow we always end up almost exactly even in that one. Unless, unless, yeah. unlike, you know, last year you just uh, quit. Uh, but in my normal <laughs> years. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And hey, Brandon, RIP John Lecaray. I don't actually know if you've ever read a John Lecaray book, but um, mm-hmm. I was, I was, a, I was, you know, I wouldn't say I was a huge fan. I was a big fan though, and I, I was sad that he uh, passed away today. Absolutely, uh, John Lecaray is an absolute legend and some of the best eyebrows in the spy novel <laughs> game. And you know, when it's your time, it's your time. If you leave a legacy like that behind, I hope that you. Lay it all down with a smile on your face. Wow. Did you did you write that out in advance? That was very nice. You, you, <laughs> I have a eulogy in my back pocket at all times. <laughs> for everyone in your life. A unique eulogy for everybody. All right. Well, thank, <laughs> thank you for listening. And uh, hail Poku. See you next week. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.